It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 141, entitled It's Elephants All the Way Down. This week I'm joined by Paul Lacey and also by Jan Koch and Bernard Grineau as we talk about the weekly WordPress news. Well, what have we got to talk about this week? There's an awful lot about Gutenberg, what's new in Gutenberg. There's also a release candidate, that's release candidate 2 for WordPress 5.6. Gutenberg's site editor has seen a bit of an update and there's a block navigation plugin which provides a better experience to move your blocks around. What is full site editing? We find out. Cloudways and RunCloud. There's a comparison on the internet this week and Paul Lacey talks about that. There's a theme specifically for blocks. It's called Bosco and we discuss that as well. Also, would you like to have Google Docs style commenting? in your Gutenberg documents, well as a plugin to make that possible. We also talk about a couple of events, the first one being the Gutenberg Times Live Q&A, which is coming up soon, and also underrepresented in tech, a website for those who feel underrepresented. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This Week in WordPress is brought to you this week by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us once more. This is, I'm going to get it right, it's This Week in WordPress no longer the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. But thanks for joining us. I can see there's quite a few people on the line at the moment. If you want to say hello and who you are and where you come from and all of that in the comments, that would be really nice. Best way to do that is to go to either wpbuilds.com forward slash live. That enables you to use YouTube. So in other words, Google. If you're logged into Google, you should be good to go. Otherwise, you can go to um, wpbuilds, well, actually, facebook.com forward slash wpbuilds. That's the page. And if you're in our Facebook group, perhaps you can make some comments over there. We're using a platform called StreamYard, and it enables us to hopefully put those comments up there. But yeah, nice to nice to have you guys on the line. But um, more importantly, I suppose, is just very brief introductions from the three guests that we've got with us this week. I'm joined this week by Bernard Grineau, Paul Lacey, as always, and Jan Koch. And just very briefly go around. We're trying to keep this to a minimum now. Um, Bernard, tell us who you are. Hello, uh, I'm from Austria, working on my own little company and helping out with POTS and the Beaver Builder add-on, of course. And we'll talk about it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you forget to mention your POTS news, please interrupt me before we finish. That would be very helpful. And Paul Lacey, as always, it, last week Paul had the shortest possible um, of elevator pitches. Let's see if he can ex exceed the, the brevity of that this week. Paul from Dookie Birds. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, next week, next week we're totally doomed. It's just three words. Paul, three Paul words. Lacey. Yeah, thanks, Paul. That's <laughs> marvellous. DickieBirds.studio. Uh, let's uh, let's mention that. And finally, Jan Koch. How are you doing, Jan? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm Jan from the WPAgencySummit.com. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're, we're getting good at doing the, the brief introduction. Yeah, like I said, if you want to just sort of say hello in the comments, um, because we're now repurposing this audio and making it into a sort of like an audio podcast, it doesn't make a great deal of sense for us to, to sort of read out every comment as it comes in. But if it comes up on the screen and 
Um, you know, if it's apropos to the conversation that we're having, we'll certainly mention that. Let's just mention who we are. We are WP Builds. We release quite a little, little bit of WordPress content each and every week. You can find us on wpbuilds.com. If you want to hear more from us, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. You can join our Facebook group uh, of over 2,700. And I keep saying it and I believe it. Very polite WordPress users for reasons unknown to me. We don't seem to have the uh, the incendiary debate that I seem to discover elsewhere online, and I'm very pleased about that. So if you're going to join our group, please make sure you are polite before you type anything in, which I'm sure you will. But you can sign up to our newsletters here. Now, we've shifted our newsletter over to news.wpbuilds.com. This is where you can find out all of the, the news that we're going to be talking about. Um, this is last week's. We'll release this week's, the one that we're mentioning today. That will come out tomorrow at 7 a.m., UK time, and there's an archive of those. You can see it just here, this week in WordPress video archive. And I think that's it. That's everything I've got to say in, in that sense. So we'll crack on. Um, Paul, if it's okay with you, uh, Paul is officially the, the sort of co-host of this podcast. I'm going to take the first three, and then we'll go over to Paul. So Jan, Bernard, uh, feel free to interrupt at any moment. The first one, uh, if you can see it on the screen, we're over at make.wordpress.org. We've got what's new in Gutenberg. This came out on the 2nd of December. Gutenberg, uh, to everybody's, well, either delight or chagrin is getting talked about all the time. And little iterations seem to be happening each and every week. And this is no different. There's a couple of things to mention here. We have this full height alignment. If you were to be looking on the screen, you can see that there's like a toggle button where you can take an image and you can fix it as the background and you simply click a button and it occupies the full height. It's a nice little feature. It's the sort of thing which we've had in page builders, I guess, for the longest time, but now we've got it in Gutenberg. And you can also now have font size support in the code block. I guess that's quite important. So if you've if you've used the code block to demonstrate your wonderful code throughout the throughout the internet, you can now alter its size. So two pretty minor little things, but you know, quite important, I suppose. I don't suppose anybody's got anything to add to those. If you do, go for it. But if not, I'll just crack on with the next piece. No, nope, I didn't think so. Okay, in which case we'll stay on WordPress.org. Uh, WordPress 5.6 release candidate two. Uh, this is just to say that as we get closer to, do you know, I've forgotten the date. It might even be tomorrow. Is it tomorrow or Wednesday? I can't remember. So the 8th. Yeah, it's the 8th. Great, great. Yeah, I thought it was. So you don't really have a lot of time now. So forget this piece. Let's just move on. But anyway, needless to say, this if you're a noob to WordPress, this is how the, the system works. Essentially, in the background, a bunch of core contributors and volunteers and so on um, create the, the release candidates, the sort of like the working version, which isn't available um, in a regular WordPress install. And the idea of pages like this is that they update us to tell us what's going on, what's been improved. And really, I think it's an advertisement to try and encourage you to join on, get on board and help the team to uh, to improve it. So, you know, we're on WordPress 5.6 release candidate to give it a few weeks and be on WordPress 5.7 something or other. But um, anyway, go and check out those pages on WordPress.org to see what's going on. This is the sort of same thing. This is from Justin Tadlock. Um, if you don't know, we we talk about WordPress Tavern quite a lot. WordPress Tavern is my go-to resource for anything WordPress. Largely, it's Sarah Gooding 
and Justin Tadlock, who I don't know if anybody saw, who's moved house um, this week. He's got himself a nice new pad in, I think he's in Alabama, I think. Um, and he he underscores what I've just mentioned with the full screen cover block and so on. So if you want a more in-depth explanation uh, of anything that's happening in the WordPress world, go to wptavern.com and you can see, I still don't quite get this. I'm, I'm pointing to something on the screen, whereas the the font sizes are called thus. They're called default, small, regular, large, larger, and custom. <laughs> I'm still not Maybe convinced. that is the, the desperate try to help people get font sizing right because it's easy <laughs> yeah. to have like 18 pixel, 22, 25, just mix up yeah. font sizes. Yeah. And maybe this is just a try to keep them in guidance and then check. Uh, it and it makes sense. I don't know how they did it because maybe it's based on the on the on the on the, on the default font, so it's, it's, yeah, they, it's maybe not even a that. fixed large and larger, but it's maybe in AMs or whatever to have a, related to have a proper styling to lead people yeah. that way. I don't know. What you can't see on this screenshot is that it it never ends. It goes larger, larger still. Very, very large, even larger <laughs> than very, very large, super humac, you know, and so it goes. No, I just okay. don't quite understand why the, I mean, it says custom. I'm presuming if you put custom in, you can then choose, yeah. but I haven't seen choose it. A number. Does it have uh, syntax highlighting, by the way? I, didn't I don't know. Uh, on, all the, on, all the, um, on all of the screenshots that I've seen, I've only seen something like that, basically plain text. Um, so I don't know. Actually, if anybody knows, that would be really lovely to because that would be super useful, right? That would, if it could I just don't think, do but yeah. Oh, Bernard, I think is frozen. Um, no, he hasn't. He's just pulling. Oh, no, no I, I thought he got cut off he halfway through. No, he's still there. Sorry, uh, maybe it was me. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely still there because he's now dancing on the screen, which is quite nice. Um, okay, so that's it, really. A few minor things happening in Gutenberg WordPress updating, but do keep your eyes peeled because WordPress in the next twenty-four hours is going to be updating. That is one of the key moments of any WordPress user's life, isn't it? Are you going to be sitting there, guys, tomorrow, just sort of clicking the? The refresh button. Do you go through your sites one at a time? Do you try one out? Do you wait a fortnight until everything's settled down? How does it work? I'm so careful with everybody. I would No, just happens. The server takes care of it sometimes and sometimes not. But there are backups, so I don't care. <laughs> do you? Do you really? Bernard, do you really? You, do you, you, are you do them all straight away? That is very brave, actually. That is brave. Not I every think. side, but most of them, especially friends and family. I don't care. They're autopilot, and I regularly check on them. Or, or I get, oh, this didn't work. Oh, I'll take a look. It depends on the, on the customer, uh, and uh, especially with the security updates and stuff like that. I prefer to have them than have them not. Yeah, I don't know. But there, so, there is a way to, to just have the minor updates applied automatically, yeah. though, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm more careful with major updates. That, that, yeah. that, that's right. But flagging updates and stuff like that, most of them are on autopilot because the tools I use, rarely there goes something wrong. I never had any issues because uh, it's it's not that... that Touch large amounts of wood ever so quickly. Because you know, <laughs> now that you've said that, something, I'm something, wood right yeah, now. <laughs> something catastrophic is going to happen tomorrow. I am. Um, I've become a bit more. Um, what's how to describe it? I just w wait now for like a week. I just watch what other people say. Yeah. Um, unless there's some enormous. Yeah, but with bigger updates, of course. Mm. 
5.6.1 that's when i'll update yeah 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 which will probably be in a you know in a few days time go on paul you were saying it, it sounded quite cavalier but i'm guessing you were joking are you, yeah, do you I literally joking. Update them I think, yeah. uh, it's a good idea in this current time to um be a bit more cautious because their the wordpress core is migrating away from one version of jquery to another major version of jquery mm -hmm. and it's a three-stage process and the, i think this update of 5.6 is stage two and then i guess 5.7 will be stage three and i know for sure that stage one broke a lot of websites around the world so so there's a good chance that something else will go wrong and um you know let the people let the more cavalier people do it and then uh you know just especially at the moment i'm not i'm a bit more cavalier about plugins because yeah. like bernard said we tend to use a pretty tight set of plugins and there isn't you know i think i think even when it comes to you know i can see bernard's wearing his beaver builder uh top today and i remember the most controversial <laughs> beaver builder update wasn't even a problem it was like they added like some kind of notification bell there once or something yeah, that's it's right like, oh bell gate the biggest drama i can think of in beaver yeah. builder plugin update history you know nothing actually broke it was no. just like what's this bell <laughs> <laughs> i remember that i'd forgotten all about that but i remember yeah i'll be sitting there waiting dawdling giving it a week just to see response wasn't it because you know all the elemental people were like look how many updates we get and 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 like the, the beaver people beaver builder people were like well we want the bells and whistles so they gave us the bell they gave you we the bell Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, comedy yeah. in the first ten minutes. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We can tell. Um, um, okay. <laughs> the that very helpfully, Jan, whilst we've been nattering, has posted a um, has posted a, a plugin which will uh, take care of the code um, highlighting, the syntax highlighting. Posted in the Facebook comments as well. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's over at GitHub. It's mcas forward slash code dash syntax dash block I, I don't suppose anybody watching uh, if, has played with that but if you have that would be marvelous to tell us whether it works or not but uh, thanks Jan um Paul I think mm. we're going to be handing over to you now if you want to introduce the next little batch of yeah bits it's, and uh, it's funny segue in a way because you've got this code syntax block plugin which improves again the core part of work of WordPress that you know the first question you ask is does it do that and the answer is no and then but someone else in the community has made a plugin that does do it. And I really wonder about, um, you know, I'm really thankful for the people who write these plugins that fix the things that will probably end up in core because you think, I guess there's not really a massive financial reason they're doing it because if it's a really good idea, it will get taken on and appear in core. So, you know, thankful to those kind of people. Um, also, so, so the one I'm, I was going to segue into was this uh, block navigation plugin. Mm -hmm. It's called the block navigation plugin. It's by someone called Alvaro Garcia. And this is an article on, um, as, as, as usual, WordPress Tavern uh, mm -hmm. by Justin Taglock. And I think this is funny because it's um, it shows how we rely on WP Tavern because this article is Justin discovering a plugin that was been out for two years. I'm like, I've only just found this. Yeah. And we're like, we'll cover that as well then. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked it as well, though. It was, it's you know, really it is it, the article is 
Yeah. Perfect for this time. Anyway, go on. So I'll explain what the article, what the plugin is, and what the article is. So um, Justin is just saying he's found this really, really useful plugin, and what the plugin does, it's called the Block Navigation plugin. It massively improves the ability to see in context the full structure of your block layout in your in your in your um, editor view. So there is in uh, in the Gutenberg editor there is a kind of button that you can press and you can kind of see a list of all the different elements. But I know this uh, this not everyone is watching this. So if anyone could see what we're looking at on the screen at the moment, they would see that it's not that you can't really make out what the context is. For instance, it's just a whole load of paragraph blocks usually that it shows you there. Whereas the plugin that is created by, um, <clears throat> I just check his name again, Alvaro Garcia, the block navigation plugin, gives you a, a really wonderful user interface to see the context of your whole editor. And it makes great use of space. So again, it's just some, like something that we cover almost every week is that the Gutenberg editor is really struggling for its use of space. And it seems to be against the concept of using pop-ups or overlays and stuff like that mm. from the main button that you press to choose a block with a small pop-up in the that comes into the middle. And even then when you click on, for instance, block patterns, you end up in a left-hand sidebar. So you're kind of jumping from the right to the middle to the left to the middle to the right all the time. And um, what's what's really nice about this is that the designer of the plugin has been developing this over the last few years and improved it and improved it. And you get a really fantastic overview of your um, document. I don't know if you can scroll down a little bit, Nathan, and see if I can, yeah. Um, for those who are watching. This one? That, no, no, that's that's the, that's the, we're looking at the current one there, this one so you here. You can't really see what's going on there, whereas this this screen that we can see now, you can see that it tells you how many characters you've got. It's got a word count, how many headings, and you can see all your different things, and you can drag them around, which is really, really it, useful. It is standard WordPress, though, isn't it? This one is, yeah. The one that we're looking at here is. But the information panel. But the one that Paul is referring to reminds me of the Navigator and Elementor. Yes, you have all the sections. And what I love about that feature is you can stick it anywhere on the screen. So you can keep it open while editing, and then you can just jump back yeah. between session, uh, sections. This um this one that we're looking at at the moment is the sort of like the standard WordPress one, but you're unable to interact with it. So whilst it yeah. so on the one hand, it's really good because it displays really clearly that you know there's a title here, and more importantly, it tells you what the title is, which for the title is probably not that important. But when we get down to like the H2 and the H3 level, it may very well be that you, you know, you you've got you've got an article yeah. and you want to reorder it quickly and you want to find the right bit that you're looking for. And that that looks great, but you can't do anything with it. It's just for display purposes yeah. only now this one that we can see now is is what we've got yeah. um and that's useless that you can interact with you can drag that up and down so it's called the list view and all you can see is there's an image at the top and there's a bunch of paragraphs but it doesn't give yeah. you any indication as to what is contained within the paragraph and so this one where are we are we here? you've got to go to the top of the article okay. and click on the actual plugin you can see it in the header graphic what it kind of looks like but it's kind of combined the draggable uh, ability of what Gutenberg has with that summary view. So you've got to kind of mix You're going to have to excuse me, guys. I'm going to have to go for a second because there's somebody who's just walked into my house and shouting hello, and I don't know who it is. And I'm going okay. to go and find oh. out who it is, and I'll come back. <laughs> we, we, we have your call moderator. No worries. Yeah. 
So I can't scroll up Nathan's screen at the moment, but if you were able to go and check the block navigation link that is just cheekily just sticking out the top of the screen there that we can't click, <laughs> if you were to click that, you would see um, what the user interface is of there. And like um, Jan, you said, it's similar to something like what you get in um, Elementor. It's similar to what you get in Oxygen. And you can see in context with kind of indents and stuff, your whole, whole structure. It's really, really useful if you're kind of duplicating things and moving stuff around. So, um, and I know that, you know, having tested the block editor with some of my clients recently, um, doing that is something that they like to do a lot. They get a layout, it's sorted, they duplicate, they duplicate an entire um, row of stuff and then they move it around. Um, we can probably move on to the next one. Uh, we can't get it on screen, but I think I can um, pull it up, pull it up on here anyway. So there's two articles that we're looking at. Um, one of them is called, I think it's by um, Munir Kamal, who basically does. Is everything okay, Nathan? Yeah, it was the most. I, I will, I will tell you because it is yeah, quite interesting. About about an hour ago, a guy delivered a package and uh, and it had our address on it. And I opened it up and it was a Hoover, like a vacuum cleaner. And I, I haven't ordered a vacuum cleaner. Anyway, <laughs> the guy who delivered it just let himself in. And started walking oh, yeah. around downstairs trying to find it. Yeah, well, <laughs> why? You, you need two really big dogs. PPD is the company that just did that. So yeah. I shall be, be on the phone later asking why he's allowed himself to come into my house. That was most peculiar. Anyway, sorry, Paul. So, right. I thought you were going to say you had a big package delivered. And it turned out there was an imposter inside the package, and they the funny thing was the address was perfectly correct. It was addressed yeah. to my house, so we, I did receive it because I just assumed maybe my wife had ordered something, but but neither yeah. of us had. Anyway, he just decided to come and take it back. <laughs> I, I had to take it back. I had yeah. a similar thing. Oh, I see. Right. I had a similar thing with a takeaway, a takeaway uh, food the other day. That I had some takeaway <laughs> food. And it came a lot quicker than I thought it was going to. So I was in the garden with my dog, taking taking her out for a, you know, a, to get use the toilet kind of thing. And I came back into the house, and there was like a takeaway bag inside my lounge. I was like, oh, oh how did that get in there? Um, <laughs> so I, was, I was glad that they did that, but it was still, you know, everything it's a, bit, a, bit, a bit on unnerving that the guy decided yeah. to let. In. I mean, I normally leave the the door on the latch because the kids come home at this time of day. So just before we start recording, I'll go down, open the door, and buy me. But that was kind of weird. I've never had that before in my life. Mm. Scary. And he was much bigger than me. <laughs> I, I would get security cameras and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. That too, um, anyway, let's get back to WordPress. That yes. drama. Is <laughs> it that was exciting. Was Where were you at? We were on this one too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we were looking at the two articles that are quite similar. Um, one is by Munir Kamal, who does, uh, so in one side of WordPress is the entire core team, and then on the other side of WordPress doing everything else is Munir Kamal. Yeah, basically, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a lot of stuff in around um, the block editor and Gutenberg and, and pushing things forward and seems to be always super optimistic about everything, So, uh, which is really nice because he's always kind of, looking at what is possible and and kind of thinking about the future. It's, it's nice. It's nice. So it's a really good article that you should check out. And he has a video as well talking through the experience of creating a full website using the Gutenberg editor. Um, the best thing to do is really to watch the video. And having watched it, you can see the possibilities. 
you can also see how when you edit in it, it looks nothing like a website at all. It's quite, it's nice to have Mooney talking you through, but you think, wow, if yeah. I left and came back to it the next day after I'd had, you know, a, a, a lack of sleep or something, I would not know where I'd got to because nothing in there looks like a website that you actually have. <laughs> it's, it's an interface. But it's it's a really good um, insight into where we're at by someone who really understands exactly where we're at at this point with full site editing and is completely separate to the whole project. We have another article by, um, well, the article is by Justin Tadlock, I think. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong one. I'm on the, the, the one. Yeah, it's the block-based Bosco. Um, Let me see if I can find that. There we go, this one. WP Tavern, block-based Bosco, second full site editing theme lands in WordPress directory. Yep, so this is a similar kind of thing to what Munia has done, except that um, the person who uh, created this, I think it's called Frank Klein, yep. uh, is, works for Human Made, and also I think is in some way associated with Automatic. The reason I think that is because his, some of his previous themes that are in there are attributed to Automatic rather than him as an individual. So I think, but I think Human Made and Automatic have some kind of relationship anyway, as far as I'm aware. Uh, so he's released a theme, a really, really super, super simple, simple theme based on a theme that he created in the traditional way back in 2014 called Bosco. It, he's got a couple of different themes. He's chose this one because it's very simple. And he's he's kind of a different approach to Munir in that he's he's talking about this from doing it for the first time. So he's got a theme that he's created years ago and he's documented in an article, which is linked from Justin's article um, in an article called What I Learned Building a Full Site Editing Theme. And he talks you through the challenges, the possibilities. He's quite optimistic about the future, but he's very frank about some of the, and that's not a pun, uh, very frank about some of the, the challenges and the shortcomings that definitely have faced um, trying to create a, a fully block-based theme so anyone it, it's really nice that he's done that though because it makes a point i think justin makes a point that um anyone who's thinking about trying this it's a really good thing to read first because you can read this and know all the pitfalls that you are likely going to be f falling into and not have to worry about them whereas munir's article is more kind of he knows all the stuff already so he's he's kind of showing you how it's done so it's really nice to have those two articles in the same week really so um yeah. It is fascinating. I think we've been really spoiled, haven't we, with the certainly since the advent of solutions like Beaver Builder and what have you, where what you see really is what you get. And it's just sort of that is the expectation that I've got now. And it, it, although I'm a big proponent of Gutenberg and I can see the, the path forward for it, I, it still is kind of quirky that we're in the situation where um, something which you described, Paul, as if you know, if you had a bad night's sleep and came back to it, you wouldn't really know where to go from there. And that—that that is, I mean, I know that that wasn't the purpose of it, but it seems that that would be the desirable place to get to. But it feels like that's not where we're trying to get to. It, you know, it looks like the block editor is never trying to get to the point where exactly what's on the screen. Um, is what you're going to have and probably it's constrained by these bars on either side because everything's always going to be super narrow I'm on a 15 inch MacBook and when I've got um, When I've got the the WordPress admin sidebar Plus I've got Gutenberg and I've got the the sidebar on the right and something's happening with I don't know the sidebar I've got like a I've got this tiny little gap 
for editing in the middle. Um, whereas if that exact that exact same screen used with Beaver Builder, I can see the whole thing, literally all of it. You know, you just have, you invoke the the pop up or the pop out, whatever it's called, um, which has all the tools in it, and I can drag that if I want it to be over the left, I move it to the left, and just everything slides underneath it. Just seems like that's that's where we want to get to, but we're not getting there. And I know that Bernard's wild, wild west. I think we're still there. But lovely to see people pushing the boundaries. These two articles, as you said, really nice, coming at it from sort of different directions. And this is this is where it's going. I was having a chat I mean, with... a nice question in the, hmm. in the Facebook chat. Sorry to interrupt, Nathan. No, please. Uh, Sean, Sean asks, is Gutenberg going to kill Beaver Builder and Elementor? Fight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's sad. I think it will take a chunk out of their business because I think there'll come a time where people, it's good enough. For most people and and if there's a decent enough set of tutorials out there and you can achieve what you want to do i think it probably will you know take some of those customers but i don't suppose for a minute it's going to take them all i don't think it will take away from elementary people builder at least if they stay ahead or iterate on what's already there i think it's it it it, it, it will pull from others maybe and mm. uh, enable people to build better sites without any additional tools like somebody who had just used the normal editor and now can use Gutenberg for for them it's an improvement mm. but I yeah, don't yeah. think yeah. I think it's a different audience like like Beaver Builder and Elementor have a different audience I just recently saw a video where it become very clear that some designer-focused people may be like Elementor more because they can do more with it because you can almost every CSS thing, you can this and that and over there. It's, it feels a little bit messy, but it, it works and it allows you more freedom. And then you have uh, the Beaver Builder for, for the more experienced, maybe developer-focused minded guy or for people who like stability and, 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 and stuff like that. Gutenberg will always be there for people starting out um, maybe the likes of VP Bakery or how, however you call them will go away and vanish because there's no real advantage Hopefully. for them. Hopefully. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just... some other page builders will still play their niche role, I think, because the whole business is, 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 is increasing. So I, I don't think it's really about the competition. It's, it's about getting your niche and your share of the market. Yeah. It feels to me like when full site editing comes along, I think that'll be enough for a, a significant amount of people. You know, they've got a site and I would I, I don't know what the statistics are, but I'm imagining that still WordPress is used for creating posts by a lot of people who log yep. in, create posts, click publish or schedule and then log out again. In other words, they're just they're just updating content on a sort of calendar scheduled basis. And and for that. If you can, if you can style the, you know, the main navigation, if you can add your logo, and if you've got a footer which is site wide, and that can be done relatively easy with a block. And to be honest, that's good enough, isn't it? You know, I've got three horizontal blocks. I'm going to put the menu in there in the footer, and I'll put a logo over there, and I'll put some copyright text over there, and my menu is the navigation. And then you just, I never need to look at that again. That's going to be fine. But I think the likes of Paul. And probably Bernard, I'm sure um, Jan as well. You know, we've just got spoiled by this idea that every single page can be utterly bespoke and amazing. Um, and oh, yeah, most people don't need it for that. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, uh, flame wars beginning. I, I'm actually try, trying to build a page with Gutenberg right now. Uh -huh. 
I don't like it. Okay, no, it's, it's, I, I, will, it's I will pursue it, but I don't like it. Have you have you installed any of the third party additional block packs? You know, the Cadence or the Cubely yeah. or the Cadence. Cadence uh -huh. is on there, and I'm using a Cadence uh, starter pack template. Okay, so that, that I'm not starting from scratch, but I'm just working on a very extensive blog post, which will probably end up around ten thousand words, and Ooh. that really is messy. Okay, but it's messy yeah. in any editor, I would assume. Yeah, I'm making quite a lot of use of reusable blocks just because of the fact that a lot of the content that I produce has got the exact same structure. So yeah. you know, a podcast episode has a short code where the where the audio player goes, and I just copy and paste the the actual MP3 URL, and and then it's got the same text over and over again. And for that, it's absolutely brilliant. You know, you just drag in a reusable or click a reusable block, make it re. What is it? What's the word for it when you make it editable or non? I can't yeah, remember. Anyway, I think editable. Editable. Make editable. Yeah, and then try not to click save because <laughs> you've, uh, <laughs> you've just then overwritten it with this week's piece of news instead of last week's. But for that, it's brilliant. It's really good. I used all sorts of SaaS apps in the past to try to achieve what Gutenberg now can do for me. I'm very happy. Very happy with it. I'm, I'm convinced that Gutenberg isn't going to, and the full site editing isn't going to make a dent in Elementor or Beaver Builder for at least three years. That's where I'm at. Unless the only way I see making a difference is that if a third party, mm. you know, like, a, you know, Team Elementor or something have got a secret project where they're basically saying, okay, we figured out a way to use the Elementor UI that creates block layouts for full site editing. And then that would be viable to me. Uh, that would be like, oh, that would, get, you know, get people waking up. I think that Personally, I think that Beaver Builder and Elementor are constantly onboarding new customers. And some of them go out the other end and move on to something different. And the ones that are moving on to something different are often the really techie ones. Like, for instance, if you see a lot of people in the Generate Press community, a lot of those are quitting Elementor and Beaver Builder because they love what Tom Osborne does with his uh, Generate Blocks plugin. Um, but having watched some clients struggling to create simple layouts. So for example, um, I watched, a, I didn't watch, but I cleaned up and fixed, it took me ages, uh, a client layout, they, they got a shop thing going on. So they're, they're for a Christmas page, they, they've got a bunch of different things and linking off to different websites. You can buy this, you can buy this, you can buy this. And they had uh, a bunch of images and then a text under each image and then a button under each image. And so they used column, with, three, with two images, then they put another three columns in and put the text. Oh in. no! <laughs> Basically, all the columns were totally messed up in responses. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't, yeah. Did, that didn't occur to them to, to worry about that. Oh no, because it just looks fine on desktop, doesn't it? It looks it's fine. It's, right. yeah. Yeah. it's had an issue with Gutenberg because I, I had mm -hmm. uh, a friend do the same thing in Elementor just this weekend. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that it was. It would probably be more obvious to the general people in Elementor, they got that wrong. Because because you are looking at the front end view and you've got this, this the button to switch you to tablet and to mobile and you'd be like, oh, why is yeah. my button completely nowhere near that image now? Whereas whereas when you, even in, good, even in generate blocks, when you switch between the different uh, tablet and mobile options, you see no feedback in your editor. You just, and often you can forget that you're in that tab because you're not you're not seeing any visual feedback or anything, I don't. So I, I don't I don't see that like the average user will make that choice. I think that there will be a new 
it will just be one of the choices that some of the people take to go down that route. But I think that the other plugins will still keep onboarding people that read an article like what we're going to talk about in a minute about RunCloud and Cloudways and see someone says, right, what, what do you want to use? You've got the easy one, the stable one, or the, the really powerful advanced one. And so, you know, the, the easy one is going to be something like Elementor. The stable one is going to be like Beaver Builder. And then the really advanced one that you've got to work really hard with will be to stick with the Gutenberg editor. And the pros and cons of each will be less bloat with the Gutenberg editor, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that just the mass of people who use WordPress are not are not going to get on well with the, yeah. the, the full site editing as it is unless someone steps in and, and makes it different. Um, uh, I think this is this is worth mentioning. So we've got Peacha who's watching. Thank you, Peacha. Um, so she says, it's not like I build that many websites, but when I do, I don't even touch Gutenberg. I can't get used to it. Bear in mind that in a design career spanning at least 2.5 <laughs> decades, I have used so many design tools. This one, I just can't fathom. No, it's almost like a car that's half built. It's, um, yeah. you know, the wheels turn round, but it's gonna, you're going to yeah, get wet. But I, but, I, but I don't get it because UX and UI, like Pika, Tells wonderfully sometimes is isn't a new thing. It it should be part of every product about how we approach that. And uh, I don't know Wild Wild West Gutenberg. I don't know because they seem to have. I don't know how they started. If 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 the, if, if the whole stuff works in the background. Because but it seems there is a missing link sometimes. But I don't know. I, <laughs> I think all night. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. No, Sorry for anything. That. I think that's okay. Sorry. I think Paul and I had a conversation. Maybe it was me and you. Maybe it was just maybe it was David Wormsley. I can't remember. And it occurred to us that maybe it would have been better just to buy out. You know, I mean, it automatically got fairly deep pockets just to buy out something like Beaver Builder. I, d- I think probably now they couldn't buy Elementor even if they wanted to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but imagine the waves that will make if automatically yeah. buys buys out yeah. Beaver Builder. No, I, I, this was going back like, you know, when they when they launched Gutenberg, uh, yeah. you know, eight yeah. months prior to that. So sometime in sort of 2017 or something, just bought Beaver Builder and said, this is what we're going to develop on top of. Clearly a controversial comment, but... Um, uh, Lee Jackson's got a very relevant con- comment. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Up, um, <laughs> Oh, this one, the one that we're looking at now. Yeah, Nation, we both are. Don't count. Yeah. Just oh, this is, two this guys is not good. Below For those us. of you that, um, for the, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the, yeah, it's the second tier row, isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Lee Jackson saying, so Paul and Jan are my man crushes. <laughs> I'm not afraid to, I, well, he's actually written, I'm not afraid to admin this, but I'm sure he meant admit this. Um, this is therapeutic. Thank you. We aim to please, um, Lee, lie down and tell me about your father. Um, right. He knows how I feel. The next article is actually, uh, as it looks like we've got all the Mavericks from Cloudways here. So, yeah, is Brent here as well? Because Brent's one of the new Mavericks, isn't he? So, yeah, Brent is the latest addition to the team. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, t- tell us about this then, because I'm always interested, because this team, it seemed like it was a fairly solid little. So, hang on. We're talking about Cloudways first. We're going to be looking at an article called uh, on WP Shout called Cloudways versus Run Cloud, an honest review. But um, Lee Jackson, who's on the call, and Peacher, who's on the call, and Jan, I, I very often see you 
doing stuff in the Cloudways, um, you know, on Cloudways live streams like we're doing now. What is that program? How does it work? What's the benefit? What is it? What's the purpose of it? It's uh, called Cloudways Mavericks. And the purpose is that we provide value, value, quote unquote, however you want to define that to the WordPress community. Great. So we do that by hosting weekly uh, UI and UX reviews from Cloudways nice. users where they can submit their website and then the Peter and I share our thoughts on them. We do that by interviewing guests. We do that by creating written form content. Uh, Peter has been working on a UI and UX project with Cloudways recently. We launched the partner program, the agency partner program, which Paul is a part of. So that is really, really exciting. And um, yeah, essentially, it's just not about selling Cloudways. It's about educating the WordPress community and sharing knowledge, really. Is it something that um, that you, is it sort of paywalled around? Because, I mean, I get the emails um, and I, I I can watch those events. Do you have stuff which is sort of like paywalled if you're a Cloudways customer? Nope, you can, it's all free. No, it's all available. Right, right. It's just philanthropic stuff, just using a bunch of talented people to disseminate knowledge. Right, and yeah, on that it, note. I had a great comment for that. that sounds oh, thank you. What does she put? Oh, is it this last <laughs> one? We just blabber on a daily basis on a number of platforms. Excellent. I know this feeling. Um, the, yes. the article what in do we do? <laughs> is WP Shout, and it's called Cloudways versus RunCloud, an honest review. So I'm guessing it's fair to say that Cloudways and RunCloud do a very similar thing. Perhaps there's a few edge cases where one service does one thing and another service does another. So putting these things head to head does seem like a, a decent thing. And Paul, I know you've taken a read. What do you make of it? Yeah, it's just it's a really good article. As I do trust the, the the people from Dopey Shout because they've created some really good courses and stuff in in the past that are very you know show you how to do proper theme development in the old in the in the traditional sense, how to do proper plugin development. And I know that they're they're kind of they would go to a lot of the events and those sort of things. So. They've they've always wrote really you know nice articles that um, that are just completely uh, seem to be very honest. Um, and what what this article is really good at doing is is showing the nuanced differences and similarities between something like Cloudways and something like RunCloud because they are similar but they also are fundamentally different as well. And um, so you get an idea reading this article what you're getting into if you've been listening to the hype about run cloud the hype about cloudways for instance and from my perspective reading this i basically agree with everything that they've said in this article because i spend over 300 dollars a month on cloudways i spend um over 100 dollars a month on servers via run cloud i'm um, a cloudways agency partner is that what i am i'm in the partnership program which is yep. fantastic uh, i get an upper tier of support and stuff like that and i get a discount as well which is cool and wow. um, yeah, and that's cool. Oh, can I just interrupt you there? Do you get that because um, because you consume a certain amount of their product each month, or is that yeah, something? I mean, Jan, Jan can say more about this. From my perspective, as an agency, if you spend a certain amount of money, there's different tiers of this new thing that the uh, the Mavericks team have basically designed with the Run Cloud, uh, the uh, Cloudways team. And depending on, so if I if I was to spend a lot more money, I could get even more cool things and stuff. Um, but it's like I, I like this article because I've got associations with both organizations. I know people in both of the companies. Like I say, I'm an agency, I'm on the agency partner program, which is totally free to me. 
and anyone else who is spending a certain amount of money. So, so it's just a bonus. Uh, and then as for RunCloud, I was kind of unofficially and probably, I don't know if I'm not unofficially anymore, like a, a brand ambassador. I never really did anything. And then COVID happened and stuff like that. So, um, but I know people in both organizations have got associations with them and I use both of those products. And I, and I read the article and I completely agree with the use case for the different, you know, if you are, if you want it a bit easier, then go, go with Cloudways. If you're a bit more techy, but you're not that techy, then RunCloud is worth getting into. And then they do a great cost comparison that kind of shows that if you had 10 sites or one site, so in theory, Cloudways is cheaper with one site on one server. RunCloud gets cheaper as soon as you have more. Then it talks about the different tech stats uh, stacks. So at the moment, both the products, both RunCloud and Cloudways, are both improving and catching up with each other on different things where they're ahead. So Cloudways, I'm sure, is working on a um, an Nginx uh, stack purely. It might even have it already. Uh, RunCloud already has that, whereas uh, Cloudways has things like integrations with email for um, for sending uh, transactional emails, and RunCloud doesn't have that yet, but they're, they're doing it. And so there's all these this pros and cons essentially cloudways is different because you buy your servers via cloudways when you when you when you um, buy a server so if you're kind of nervous about things you can feel like i've got one place to talk to if there's something that goes wrong i can talk to the cloudways team especially as an agency whereas with runcloud you can talk to runcloud and they will support you in more or less exactly the same way but they don't they're not necessarily obl obliged to do so it does say at the end of the article as well, if you really want hands-off, none of them are a good choice. You should probably go with Kinster or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, right, yeah. But yeah. the cool thing is that the guy who wrote the article has migrated from SiteGround. So he's kind of put SiteGround behind him, which is a lot of us, all of us more or less on that journey get to that point where we put shared hosting behind us fundamentally and we move to something else. And if we're a bit, if we're, if we're interested in tech and value for money, we tend to go for VPSs with, with either Cloudways or a RunCloud or something like that. If we want hands-off, we go with WP Engine or Kinster. So that's all I'll say on that. I mean, um, great article. I like them both. Uh, it's it's horses for courses. The, the, yeah. the problem, I think, with this kind of technology is that if you're just beginning, it's almost impenetrable to read through because they're matching each other and they're trying to get parity for feature set. Although, as you've said, Paul, because you... You know the ins and outs much better. There's one thing which one has and one thing which another one doesn't have. But from the outside, it would take me a really long time to figure that out. So an article like this really sort of surfaces that really quickly. So, yeah, I'm glad that you like that one as well. And I'm sure yeah, you guys do. Right, one, one thing that makes this article stand out for me is that it's not selling any of these. Most often right. you see these web hosting comparisons. They try to sell you on both because they get affiliate commissions for both. And this one is just a really, as they say, an honest review. It's really yeah. an unbiased review. Um, so you're looking to go to wpshout.com forward slash cloudways versus run cloud and honest review. Uh, what date was it published? 30th yeah. of And there are a few others that do stuff like that. Yep. First comes to mind like spin up VP from the guys behind the migrate DB stuff That's like right, that. Yeah. And another one, which is a little bit more known around test, I think it's grid pain, which is, I think it's, it, I would place it in between uh, Kinsta and Cloudways, or I don't know. Yeah, mm -hmm. or on cloud, more, more on cloud because yeah, 
but they're more expensive. So, and there are others too. Uh, or even use your own VPS locally hosted with Flask or, or other stuff. So it's it's sometimes all of those options are a little bit better than just uh, 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 shared hosting somewhere. If you're going to do a little bit more than just host your blog. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Always nice to read an honest review of these kind of things. Yeah. And just putting two up against each other is really helpful to me because often it's like six. <laughs> Web host, and it's just, you just get lost. But just two, comparing them, you know, uh, this feature against this feature, one at a time, very nice, very good. Yeah. You know, uh, one one thing is that reminds me about this article is that it's similar to the one that Frank Klein did about creating a, a theme. You can tell that this article is written because the author has decided to weigh up the pros and cons of each one and then is and then has done deep research and then you know come up with and knows their tech as well so they understand it um, about Runcloud, I will say that I did see in the Facebook group that they're releasing this week um, the incremental backup um, nice. module to Runcloud, which is something that Cloudways has had for a long long time and uh, was you know something that would hold a lot of people back from jumping to any kind of panel. That wasn't Cloudways, uh, having like an incremental application level backup, which is a really nice feature. Um, as for Gridpane, I, it's a, I don't understand what Gridpane is actually. Quite honestly, I don't. I don't know if you know what it is, Bernard, but I know people that work there, mm. but I don't understand what what is it. Is it a panel? Which one? The, the spin, spin up Gridpane. It's Grid the, basically the same like Runcloud or Spin up VP. It's just they have an, an, an tech stack that get that gets deployed on a server you provide. And in the end, that's all of them do. So you get the server at some point. Uh, with Cloudways, you just get the server via Cloudways. So they purchase it for you. I'm not sure if they allow you to provide your own server. I didn't look at Cloudways in that area. Nope, but with... Don't. So they don't allow you to take your own server, but with SpinUp VP or with RunCloud or with Gridbane, you can even enter just a server you have staying at home if it's on the internet, or you have bought it for, from any local provider and let them configure your server. So it's, One of it's the, like... Um, sorry, um, I had Patrick Gallagher on from Gridbane on the podcast, I don't know, it must be a year ago now, and I don't know if they've pivoted at all since then, but the USP at that point was as few clicks as possible to get the whole thing going. So in other words, just one memorable thing was the fact that you've logged into Gridpane. In order to set up your WordPress website, they, they don't ask you for a username and password. They just provide the username and password that you've already given to Gridpane to log in over there. And, and it's just little, that was the premise, it's just, Find an area where you can save a few seconds and implement it. And I, I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't really heard a lot of them. They were they were very noisy for a long time, yep. and it's probably just the circles that I'm moving in. They um, they don't seem to be making quite the noise that they were this time last year. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, they might... had some really weird, uh, really strong Black Friday deals going on last year. Right. Didn't see any of That's them right. this year. The the lifetime. I think they were back the lifetime deals on Black Friday. I think they mm -hmm. had them. Okay, okay, so maybe maybe WP Shout will have to do the four or five hosts article <laughs> in the near future, including the ones that we've just mentioned. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift it over a little bit because the time is sort of running out. The the next one 
uh, total change of direction, although we are back to Gutenberg. The, my, my ideal out of any editor, basically, is that it is Google Docs. That's what I want, right? I want it, That is to say, if I'm writing text, I want it to be Google Docs. I have this fabulous service called Wordable, and um, it's a SaaS app. And basically, you, you install the plugin over on the WordPress side and allow it access to your Google Drive. And you go into WordPress, and you press a button, and it finds every article that you've written in Google Docs. And you just press Import. And it sucks in all the all the H1s and H2s. And it works remarkably well. And the, the intention for that is that because you can collaborate so well in Google Docs. I mean, it's just a joy to write collaboratively in Google Docs. And I think the intention in the next couple of years over on the WordPress side is that the, 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 the ability to be able to concurrently edit things is, is, is hoped to happen. But I make use of quite a lot of comments in Google Docs. In other words, I'll send something to somebody and expect a bunch of comments back. And, and so we've got this lovely new plugin. Um, it's called, uh, what's it called? It's called Multidots. No, it's not. That's the, it's called Google Docs style Gutenberg block commenting. And it simply does that. It enables you, if you've got a Gutenberg document, to mimic the, the commenting element. And so if you were looking at the screen, you can basically highlight a piece of text, press the comment button, and write something which attaches itself to that piece of text. So I don't know, you might, for example, wish to change a word, and you want to send that over to your editor. And I just think this should be in core. For a, for a, uh, a CMS where, for most people, writing is the point, this would be absolutely fabulous. I, if, How if, much if, load will that add to the website? Yeah, a lot, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. In all honesty, but I, I, I agree that, that. that the collaboration with comments in Google Docs is exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, can you imagine? Do you, do you remember the first time you saw that? The first time you actually saw somebody typing on your document? I mean, if you're anything under the age of thirty, you'll just be like, "Yawn, what? This is." <laughs> this is. But for, for the rest of us who had to like send things via literal floppy disk. To in the post, you know, and then wait five days for it to come out. And then Microsoft invented like modest collaboration. You could save comments and and send it over the internet and so on. And now we're just spoiled. And I don't know if there's a CMS which does this already. I, I think it must be on the server side incredibly intensive, but that's the that's the promise. And it just feels like a little plugin like this gets us gets us a little way closer to it. So yeah. Okay. Oh, look. Yeah, we've got another comment um, about another bunny shell. Yeah, just started go. googling it. <laughs> <laughs> There's another another thing to add to add to the list. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys collaborate on documents very much. Um, I do all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah, give up. Just, just use Google Docs and yeah. uh, use the result to to put into WordPress. Uh, right. While you can do many stuff with WordPress. It isn't always a good idea to do it. Yeah. Well, certainly at the moment, <laughs> it's a poor, it's a poor relation, but it'll come, I'm sure. But um, I was reading the other day about how many photographs Google process each, you know, each day or something along those lines with this Google photo that's sort of shuttering the free, free uploads. And you know, they've just got the manpower, haven't they? They've got the computers sitting there. They can cope with any number of docs. Whereas your little your little server, your little shared hosting server is going to get hammered 
if you start to do collaborative documents. Anybody want to add or shall I quickly move on? Okay, in which case I will quickly move on. I got contacted by a couple of people in the community this week and I did promise that I would mention the things that they put in my direction because I thought they were worth mentioning. This, oh goodness me, look at that, there's a great big pop-up. This first one um, came from Birgit. I hope I've pronounced your name, Birgit, correctly. There's a, uh, a live Q&A and if you click on the link, you'll have to wait until tomorrow morning unless you can Google this. Basically, it's not a web page. It is a it's a Zoom link, and the topic is it's just a, a nice event that I think I would like to be part of. It's a case study: the making of the open source story by Yoast um, with blocks, and it's just exactly that. You can see it here. We're thrilled to have the Yoast partner and CTO Omar. How do you say that? Is it Reese? Um, and blog team lead Will Kalabek. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your names on the Gutenberg Times Q and A. So it's like a webinar but it's all about the open source journey. So I thought that was worth mentioning. And the, the last one that I wanted to mention, this one came from Michelle Frechette. This could, this probably open up a, an interesting conversation or can of worms, whichever way you want to look at it. This is called Underrepresented in Tech. And I believe that's the URL. Yeah, underrepresentedintech.com. Um, and it's a website designed by Michelle Frechette. Paul, do you remember who else it was? Ali Nimmons. Ali Nimmons. Ali Nimmons and possibly some others. It seems to have the support. I don't know if they're backing it financially or providing, I don't know what they're providing, but WP Buffs, Gravity View, Termageddon and Sentry, who I think Michelle works for. Um, and the intention is that if you are underrepresented, if you are part of a community which is underrepresented, you can submit a profile to suggest that you would like to find work. And if you are minded to provide uh, opportunities to people who feel themselves to be underrepresented, you can do that over here. I've never seen anything quite like this before. It's such an interesting, interesting idea. And Michelle is just somebody who just whatever she's involved in, she's always just giving and helping people. I mean, she works for Give yep. WP. Yeah. You know, just somebody who the community is lucky to have involved. I don't know yep. um, Ali Nimmons uh, personally at all. I just I've, I only know Michelle. And yeah, like I say, just one of those like stars of the WordPress community, just yeah. doing so much good stuff. For yeah. a lot, it must be a lot of her personal time. I know she's involved in different organizations, but I bet a lot of this is her personal time invested in this kind of Yeah, she just wants to level the playing field. I'd probably just read a little bit out. It says, are you a member of an underrepresented group working in tech? Submit your profile above and we'll ask you a series of questions. I confess I haven't done it, so I don't know what the questions may be. Uh, will help us index you in the database. Once your submission has been approved, you'll be added. You will get an email with a confirmation. We're happy to change your profile if you need us to. No longer looking, let us know. Um, and then the flip side of that coin, do you have a company or project or event that you would like to enrich by involving more underrepresented individuals? Uh, select find contributors above, choose the specialities that you require for this opportunity. You'll be met immediately with a filtered database of profiles. Contact the individual using the contact information provided in that profile. So I don't know um, who qualifies for that, for filling it out, but anyway, there you go, underrepresented in tech is... uh, i think you can get to the you can click on find contributors there as well um click on that and you can you can tick on the different categories and then it will show you a list of people who okay. you, could, you could hire it's i like it because it's just 
there's there's no um you know with kind of um marketplaces and stuff like that there's always a business uh, motivation financial motivation between all the marketplaces and everything yeah and this yeah. is this has got a different angle to it it's this community yeah. project it's nice yeah, it is nice. One thing that I think Paul dropped off our list this weekend, uh, which we may want to come back to next week, is the the admin uh, overview. I think somehow we managed to not put that on. Did we? Did we miss that one? I think we did. Oh well, let's leave that for another week. I've got nothing else to add. That's perfect timing. It's five past what, what three. What about the pods updates? Pods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pods one. <laughs> yes. Right. So, okay. For, so. For Full well, disclosure, people... Bernard helps out on the pods project and he's yep. dropped me a URL somewhere, which I'm endeavoring to find. No, he hasn't. You just want to take the stage and talk about it, do you? Yeah, there's no, because I guess we are lacking a little bit of communicating in, within the team of pods because, you know, com community runs stuff. And if there is no person who is really the big of a spokesperson, or I don't know, it just doesn't happen. But Scott yep. posted some a little bit of updates last week into the Slack channel of pods. Where everybody can join. So, if you have any questions or want to help out, just feel free to join our Slack channel. It's just slack.pods.io. It's just simple, and then you can join it. And uh, we're we're making very good progress on the 2.8 release. So I think it's around three to four hundred hours of developers already Ooh. poured into it, because there is a full rewrite going on to have everything working with React for the for the user interface. We already have that partly for the dynamic field views, like the relationship stuff, if anybody uses it, my personal favorite. And that's not counting what Scott does himself or or support or whatever is going on besides that. So and we hope to have a, a release better soon. You know, it's you never know what happens, <laughs> especially with bigger rewrites, so it's hard to tell. And this uh, lays the, the groundwork for futures for features in the future, like uh, repeating fields and stuff like that. So I always say we we already have that with relationship fields. It's kind of a loop field, just the content is stored in a different custom post type. So there you go. It's most of the time I think it's even better than ha to have looping fields because it's the content is separated like you would do it with a database table. So there are cases where that doesn't make sense, I guess. So it's 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 good to that we have the chance to implement that in the future. If um if I wanted to go and find out regularly where all of this stuff is updated, what's the URL for pods updates? Yeah, I mean there's the the blog which gets not really um, a comment. I will just pods.io. Okay. Uh, pods. And if you want to support pods it's friends.pods.io and okay. i'm posting in the private chat and you can uh, copy I'll and paste it, it. and to join slack it's just slack.pods.io okie doke so that's the that's the main url if it'll come up oh i've just posted it in about 16 different places that was kind of weird um <laughs> .io uh, is the main URL, and if you wanted to become a friend and help contribute to the project, it's friends.pods.io, and if you want to join their Slack channel, Slack. Yeah, and, and that enables stuff like uh, the blocks API, which is coming, uh, the groups admin UI, so you can group your fields. That's currently possible, but just you need code for it, so nobody really, really 
nobody really uses it. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's to help out people who are maybe not that developer focused. Okay, thank you very much. That is the, um, that's a, some good news coming out. Pods 2.8 coming very, very soon, one would hope. Uh, we'll knock it on the head. That was this week in WordPress. We'll be back next week, 2 p.m. UK time. I don't know who my guests are. It will no doubt include Paul Lacey and uh, some at least one other person. Uh, you you, you guys, if you want to just sort of stick around for a few minutes, we'll have a little post. Oh, there's something we could say as well, that uh, we are higher quality, and maybe not the content, oh, yeah. but we are visually higher quality this week. <laughs> Yes, that's right. The uh, the the quality of the debate and uh, and conversation, largely driven by me, is of equally you know the the usual mediocrity, but um but the quality of the video has gone up this week. Like I said, we're using Streamyard, and I've I've become less of a miser, and I've decided to pay for their their top tier, and it comes out in 1080p. Slightly disappointingly, though, Jan said right at the beginning uh, they only allow 720 on Facebook. So, hmm. uh, yeah, yeah Jan's Jan's looking really clear. Jan oh, Jan's good. like in a TV show. Yeah, yeah, and it's the pro. Yeah, we're just, we are all yeah. just, I know a little. And that's because I'm Lee's man crush. I have to look good. <laughs> no, but no, but, no, but that was me as well. Um, oh no, no, it wasn't. It was Paul. Um, I think said Paul, yeah. Sorry, Nathan. I'm oh, sure no. I will never talk to to, to him again. Uh, I I have a webcam, <laughs> just an ordinary webcam. I'm imagining Paul's the same. I know that Bernard's the same. Whereas Jan, you've taken it to the next I, level. I'm using. My iPhone yep. as well. Oh, you're using an iPhone, okay, which is, you know, it's still a modest camera compared to Jan has gone right, he's gone straight to the BBC, nicked one of their <laughs> 50,000-pound cameras, and uh, now yeah. what have you got? Go on, tell us, because some uh, people have been nerdy. Sony A5100 with uh, a Sigma F 1.4 16mm lens. I do have a right. video about that on my YouTube channel. Oh, nice. You actually went to the level of like describing the setup. Oh, that's I, I, I have the, this home office setup video. Um, that's a good video. Yeah, yeah really good video. Ah, Thank you. Nice. You still yeah. need to watch it. It's on my list. Har, har. Well, <laughs> the, the funny uh, thing is, I, I've titled the video budget edition, and the budget is 1.5K. So. Are you pleased with that though? Do you do you, yes, do you see that as money well spent? I mean, are you like obviously if if like me, basically I'm on a screen one hour a week, that's it. You know, the rest of it would be webcam chats with people on Zoom and, and things like that. And I, I it's a toss-up for me whether that's worth it. But I think you're I think you record yourself you're you're more Quite on often. the screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I try to get the YouTube video out video out at least two times a month okay and then then i do webinars at least four or five webinars a month yes yeah. so yeah. with that uh, i really value this and you can easily spend like five times of what i'm spending it's in terms of dslr setups it really is a budget version okay but it, well, it's good it. enough it is good enough it looks actually fabulous our visuals i can see the difference you can see on mine a very small set of weightlifting equipment <laughs> It normally is too blurry to notice how pathetic it is. Where? You know, it's by the fireplace. Yeah, it's almost... And it's oh, almost yes. Oh, I see it now. Very, yeah. very light. Uh, I thought it was the part of the fire that stopped you falling in. No, it's it, it's so... It doesn't even <laughs> it look like gone. a set of weights. It's not... Uh, it's but, like but for an armadillo to lift, isn't it? It's that's the, right. not, uh, actual but weight. you can't see in Bernard's screen... The thing that we all know about Bernard that nobody else does, that he's absolutely obsessed with elephants. And you can yeah. see 
Oh, actually, there is one. There's one over his shoulder. One yeah. to his left and one, one to his right. Yeah. And they're everywhere. In his room. I'm not obsessed. I just happen to, you know, always people bring your gifts and you don't need them. So it's like uh, they don't know what to give you and they just want to bring something. And at one Why point, it's still big. Yeah, exactly. You must have suggested it. <laughs> um, yeah, I suggested elephants. And that might be related to my father because he worked at a company. And their main, uh, uh, it was a bank. And like this one, can you see it? So that's the elephant, elephant from the bank. And maybe as a child, I just liked it, or I don't know, whatever. And maybe I'm, I'm a little elephant myself. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so very self-deprecating there. That, that's on no, the, yeah. no, they're, they're wonderful creatures. And uh, yeah, I just told them, okay, yeah, we don't know what, just bring an elephant. And then you get some of glass and some of leather yeah. and some of... of, of, of like like uh, candles and i don't know they exist in so many different variations uh, if anybody wants to send um me a gift <laughs> please don't make it an elephant could it just be beer, um, <laughs> beer I, like, be. I quite like xbox so okay. let's xbox. send all xbox. xbox games send bernard an elephant jan jan wants i don't know what jan wants what does he want uh he wants Funko Amazon figures. Figures. Yeah, Funko pops from marvel <laughs> oh what <laughs> The, wait a sec. Um, <laughs> these, these little figures. Oh, oh did you see the way his oh, camera? That, that's the lens in action, by the way. That's why I paid four hundred dollars for the lens. What? So that it because doesn't look at that. Because it goes into the, this blurred background. Really, is a lens effect. It's not a software. The thing is, yeah. what's strange though is I've met all three of these people in real life, and both Paul and Bernard, they are quite blurry. Um, you know, you, you go up to them, and there is this slight haze around the edge. But Jan's very crisp; um, he's much clearer. You can see him walking through a word camp arena. Every, you know, so. <laughs> anyway, I'm on that and if he show. runs up to you really quickly, he's really in focus, really quick. Yeah, straight away, straight away. <laughs> uh, I feel I feel that we've probably um, exhausted everything that there was about WordPress this week. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to end the show for the second time. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Take it easy. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.